0: Hello and welcome to episode 99 of the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. I am your host, Stuart Butler, joined today
1: with Pete DeMayo. Hey, everybody. Welcome to episode 99.
0: Do you know what a 99 is in England? Pete DeMayo.
1: I don't. I'm assuming it has something to do with Red Balloons Flying By.
2: Or Wayne Gretzky. No, that was a German
0: singer, I Uh, believe. Was that? Goldfinger. Um, What did you say? Wayne Gretzky? Yeah, Wayne Gretzky. No, we don't play um, figure skating in England. Any guesses, Brittany? Spooning. Spooning. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, we just got R rated in here. well, let me introduce the other two co-hosts, and then we'll, I'll, I'll explain to you what 99 is in England. So joining me also is Brittany Mullins, hey making guys. her return. Yes. Hey, your, um, your debut episode was one of the most downloaded episodes we've ever had.
3: Yeah. I think that's why you guys have me on this one now. Yeah,
0: and, and your debut also corresponded with the highest month ever in terms of downloads. We smashed our previous record by 30%. <clears throat> wow.
1: We that's didn't smash it.
0: Well, our no, that's true. Did. Our listeners smashed it. So thank you for They smashed it. our expectations, they in did. fact. So thank you for listening and tuning in and subscribing. And also rounding out the cast today is Phil Foriska. Hey, everybody. Thanks for smashing. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So a 99 is an ice cream cone, like a regular cone that you get from like a Mr. Softy or something mm-hmm. like that. But then you have this chocolate flake stuck in the top. That's a 99. So when you go to an ice cream van in England, you ask for a 99. You can get small, medium, and large 99. I don't get
2: it. It's
3: just a chocolate thing stuck in the top?
0: Yeah, it's a, called a flake. It's Cadbury's makes a chocolate bar in England called a flake, which is oh. kind of this flaky stick of chocolate, which is delicious. And you stick one of those in the top. It's called a 99. It
2: doesn't make
1: sense, though. <coughs> I don't so know everything about America. Probably used
0: to be like 99p yeah. or something. I don't know. Everything know.
1: about America is better than England, except for the fact that they have Cadbury year-round.
0: It's true. Cadbury's is the best chocolate. I feel we're missing on
1: a lot of great candy. Mm -hmm,
0: Mhm, mhm. But I also do want to tell you guys, this is episode 99, so you know what that means.
3: Live.
0: No, we are ending the podcast officially today. (laughs) This is our last (laughs) ever show. Sorry.
1: Oh, this is like a Y2K thing that we never had planned on the third digit? Yeah, we didn't
0: plan on getting to the third digit. So (laughs) everything's going to go wrong. It's going to go awry. But no, seriously, next episode is going to be number 100 into... Mark that occasion. We are going to be doing a live Ask Me Anything video version of the show. You get to see our ugly mugs, and we are going to be doing that on November 30th. Start sending your questions now. Indeed, mm-hmm. yeah. Do we? Do we? Have we got any questions yet on we social have. media? Yeah, we
3: have gotten a few.
0: Awesome. So if you want to send in questions ahead of time, hit us up on Twitter at Fuel Travel, or you can hit us on email info at fueltravel.com. Submit your questions. We're going to be compiling them before the show. Like Pete said last episode, if you send us ahead of time, we can actually do some research and put some thought into the answers, but we'll also be doing off-the-cuff responses mm-hmm. to live questions during the show. We'll be streaming live on Facebook and YouTube. We'll be publishing links to those live streams on our social channels nearer the time, but you'll be able to tune in and submit questions on those channels as well during Are we the taking show.
2: silly questions also?
0: I, I Exclusively silly questions, okay, I feel like. Some serious, I guess, if we have to, but
2: yeah. I think, I think questions about anything. This one's for the fans. It, it ask is ask, ask anything. me
0: anything. It's not ask me anything serious.
2: So should it be A-U-A, ask us anything?
0: Yeah, probably. Okay. Although, yeah, it's the royal me. Can you do that? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
2: sure, why not?
0: All right, so today we're going to do something a little different. So episode 99, we, we were talking about what was going on in the newsaroos, right? Pete, if you want to
1: do the jingle, well, this whole podcast is the newsaroo, so there are no individual newseroos.
0: <laughs> wow, no <laughs> yeah. oh, remix.
2: I like it. <laughs> yeah.
0: That is a hot take. We we decided there was a lot going on right now in the news about Google and the changes mm-hmm. they're making to the hotel's interface. So Pete decided to kind of compile a list of all the crazy stuff that Google's been doing. Over the last twelve months or so, or really this year, twenty eighteen, that is kind of scary, and so scary in fact that Pete, what did you decide to call this episode?
1: This is Google's becoming a hotel marketing demogorgon.
0: Dun dun dun. That's that's why um, Melissa and Jeremy didn't want to be on the show today. They heard that there was going to be a demogorgon. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, oh yeah. I'm well, out and of if here. you
1: also haven't watched Stranger Things, this has no spoilers for it, so you can keep listening
0: are you sure yes other than there's a demagogue oh yeah that's kind of a spoiler that's true we're diving straight into the upside down
1: yeah we're (laughs) jumping right in but no so kind of in looking at all the news that we've covered over the past year it kind of became clear that google has a very long goal of where they're trying to get to and they've put a lot of pieces together and they've really refined a lot of the tools that they offer to customers Mm. And that's why when you put all these pieces together, it becomes a true hotel marketing demogorgon. Or if you're a, uh, what's uh, what's the uh, cats that all form together? To Voltron. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> or it could be a Voltron. Maybe <laughs> I'll change the name of this podcast.
0: Or, or like a, um, <clears throat> what's the Power Rangers one? Megazord. Yeah. When they all all the Zords get together. Mm-hmm. Nerds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We could keep going.
1: Yeah. But anyway, so that's kind of what we're going to be focusing on today. And there's so much that they have going on right now. We figured a podcast, kind of break it all down and kind of let you know kind of what you can expect. But then also at the end of this podcast, we're going to have some real key takeaways of what you need to be doing and how you need to start thinking about tweaking your 2019 budget to take advantage of... In spoiler, if or. you've
0: already listened to all our podcasts previously, most of what our advice is exists in previous episodes. You can actually refer back to some of those episodes <coughs> for specific things.
3: So. Or this is like the Cliff Notes version. Yeah. They can oh. just listen oh, to this one and it get it all in one spot. No, they
0: have to go back and listen to all of them. We, we got a beat last month's <laughs> downloads, so they need to go listen to them all again. In fact, that would be great if everyone that's ever listened to any episode goes listens to every, other, every episode again. We're going to smash our record again. That'd be great. So,
1: so anyway, kind of to set the stage for everybody, back in February, Google had a blog post called Planning Travel on the Go Just Got Easier, where they hinted at a lot of the things that they were putting out in the year 2018. And over the year, we, uh, we've seen them implement more and more and more improvements to their system. To the point where they just recently published the most recent one article, which is about all the things that they have done. Mm-hmm. And that kind of got us thinking that now that Google has all these tools, if you're an OTA, if you're a trip advisor, whomever you might be, you have a serious competitor on the horizon. Target on your back. They do. Watch did. out. Right. They're going to have the Demogorgon coming after them. So. Yeah, and
0: it, it's, a, it's a really interesting <clears throat> relationship because some of these OTAs, in TripAdvisor, they're relying on GHA now. They're actual avata- mm-hmm. actually advertising within the platform. Yep. It's like a meta search within a meta search, right. kind of w- within an OTA. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really weird. Yeah.
1: And the other thing, too, Google is relying on the OTAs and TripAdvisor because that's a vast majority of their hotel travel revenues coming from those partners.
0: Yeah, billions of dollars into right. their travel budget every year is mm-hmm. coming from really those two main groups, Expedia and Booking Holdings, mm-hmm. for sure.
1: So, so yeah, I think what you're seeing is the... OTAs are fueling their own demise by paying so much into Google.
0: Yeah. So before we jump into the specifics, I think we have some stat of the week, stat of the week, stat of the week. That's that's the new jingle. I don't know if you have heard it before. I have heard (laughs) it. Melissa
2: does it normally, (coughs) but she's not here.
1: So,
2: so what's the first stat of the week then? So Gmail has 1.4 billion with a B billion users. It's a lot of people. It's, what, a seventh of the world. Good it's math That's It's crazy. <laughs> so,
1: add to that the fact that TripAdvisor has just over 300 million registered users and 455 mil- million annual site visitors, unique visitors. And I think that's going to be important because when we talk about the, the size of, of Google versus TripAdvisor, TripAdvisor is obviously the dominant player in the travel space. But man, they are Today. not the person who has the most assets to put toward it.
0: Right, it has has visibility from the consumer, not necessarily intent at this point, but they're working very, very hard towards that.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Wasn't there another stat on there? I
2: feel like you made this one up, Pete. This one's true. It's true. Wow, a quintillion, billion, zillion. Quintillion hotel-related searches.
1: Yes. That That's monthly? for life. I, I think That's, it's a Google of
2: hotel yeah, it, it searches. Is, is.
1: So, no, this one's, that one's completely made up. But <laughs> a vast majority of the hotel-related searches are on Google. We know that Google drives 90% of organic search traffic to hotel websites. So when you have that, you have basically the entire funnel starts with Google. Yeah, we just talked about
0: that one last week. Right. Yeah, we <coughs> debated it hotly. And then ultimately looked at our own data and realized it was accurate.
2: Yeah. After you tried to tell me I was wrong. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah,
1: so that kind of brings us to kind of the, kind of the meat of the podcast. And we're going to go over seven key areas. I'm going to call them battlefronts where the Google Demigorgon is going to take over and destroy the OTAs in TripAdvisor. So you ready to do this? Let's do it. The very first one is Google is continuing to improve their hotel listing experience, and I don't know if you guys have gone in and you know, done a hotel search recently, but they've made a lot of changes very recently. In fact, they came out with a, a blog post that was on October thirty first on Halloween, announcing all of things that they've rolled out, including the you know new photography, the new way reviews are displayed, the new way you know people can shop and interact with GHA. They've kind of bundled all this stuff up and rolled it out together, and it makes for a very powerful tool for customers to find the right hotel.
2: It certainly looks a lot different <clears throat> than it used to. I mean, it seems to me, I mean, just personally looking at it, it's it's more user-friendly than it ever has been.
0: Yeah, and, and it's more valuable. The, the content they have, in some cases, is, is rivals or exceeds that of the individual hotel website.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: The yeah, the photography sure. certainly in a lot of cases is better. Yep, and they have wanna, reviews which a lot of hotel sites don't. Yep.
1: You know? and if you want to look at it in terms of you know the competition side, look at the new hotel experience on Google, and then look at the experience on Tripadvisor.
0: It's pants, man.
1: I mean, it's it's not before Tripadvisor would win that hands down. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's any longer.
2: No, I I completely <coughs> agree with you. Google's new new layout is so much better than Tripadvisor. Mm-hmm.
0: TripAdvisor's lost sight of what made TripAdvisor good in the early days, right? TripAdvisor always used to be the consumer centric. Every decision they made was, is this good for the consumer? And it started going wrong when they started trying to chase money for Mm -hmm. investors, right? So I I would say the first big misstep from my perspective was when they started getting into the rate, the meta search game. And you'd say, I want to know rates for this property. And they would literally pop up seven or eight windows behind yep. the scenes like they they got wants no the to. they yeah. weren't really helping the <laughs> guest all they were doing is saying i get now seven click revenues from these people yep. and they created a drug because now they said okay this is all our revenue it's a ton of revenue people were buying onto it because because it was Tripadvisor. and it was the first opportunity so they got kind of used to that kind of revenue and then they realized ah crap this isn't good for the consumer mm-hmm. we've got to change it so then they went to a more normal um search where you can actually see all the rates right there on the page but guess what their revenue tanked so they had to pivot and and they've gone through this iteration of trying to get back to where they were from a revenue standpoint but realizing that they can't do it without sacrificing user experience you see they did it again when they try to force people to go down the um, instant booking Mm -hmm. route instead of TripConnect. they're like oh crap that's a better user experience but we're not making
2: as much money Let's go back and focus on TripConnect and again. And they started with the, the sponsored placements, which, you know, we haven't seen any kind of any, any bump oh, yeah. in revenue from that. It's <coughs> no reporting to the system. And, and then they're holding the hotelier hostage by saying, oh, you can pay us more or you can pay us for sponsored placements. Like, you can yeah. try out this new platform. Which will give you no data mm-hmm. about. They're
0: sacrificing long-term sustainability for short-term profitability, and it's 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 hurting them. Well, they're hurting them.
2: Back. They're not doing good by the consumer or by the hotelier at this point. Mm-hmm. I I don't know. I see them taking well, it. And a they're going to have to
1: figure it out real quick because the beginning of the funnel, which is Google, is keeping that customer longer and longer and longer to where if TripAdvisor does not become a compelling option for the guest they're not going to see them at all anymore. right? Uh, and I think one thing as from a hotelier's perspective, this gives you a great opportunity because there are so many tools that you can take advantage that will optimize your Google My Business listings. We talked about this in episode 91, but go back and listen to that one because photography, reviews, responding to reviews your location, descriptions.
0: Check-in times, check-out times, amenities. All That's that cool, stuff. So.
1: That is directly going on to Google's hotel platform.
2: Yeah, and as a hotelier, I mean, you've been hearing it for years about how you need to keep up with your TripAdvisor reviews and and respond to people on TripAdvisor. Well, it goes to show, I mean, as Google expands their hotel platform altogether, those reviews are becoming more plentiful and more important. So that responding to those is, is Equally, if not more important than than TripAdvisor.
1: Right, exactly. So I mean that kind of goes right into what I call Battlefront Two. Is <laughs> Stuart, you had, these, you had to have these. a You had to have these ordered in in numbers.
0: So, I like numbers when you have a
1: list. Yeah. So anyway, but you
0: don't have to put random video game names before it. That's true. <laughs> That's what
1: okay. I was going to
2: say. This, right. like this is Call of Duty Two. <laughs> this is Crash Bandicoot Three.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, the next thing that we see Google doing is improving the hotel searching and filtering capabilities that they have. Bef- if you go back to several years ago, they had that little ribbon at the top that just had hotels you know, in any given market that you would do a search for. That's been consistently getting refined and improved to what we have now where you can look at hotels by guest favorites, budget, reviews, whatever it might be. You can find the perfect hotel. You can look at it on a map. You can compare reviews, and it becomes – Basically a one-stop shop. Well,
2: they're taking the, the real purchase decision, whether it whether you're looking for something on a budget or you're looking to stay somewhere nice. I mean, those, those things that really drive the ultimate decision of where you're going to stay, they put that right there front and center as a filter to say, hey, are you just looking for something in your price range? There you go. Are you looking for something that's really nice? There you go. Or are you looking to save some money on this trip? There you go. I mean, they're, right. they're hitting... It <coughs> serves everyone, right? right?
0: regardless of their, their drivers. So to, we talk about this a lot on the show where the, the factors that people usually consider when they're looking to choose a hotel, right? Price is obviously one of them. Google's got that covered. The, the type of property, so the description in terms of it's a four-star luxury resort or it's an economy, you know, whatever... They've got that covered with the Google My Business content. They've got the quality in terms of the reviews in the photos and things like that. They've got the amenity information. And then they've got something that most hotel websites don't do a good job of, which is the, the geospatial information, the location, relative to why you're going mm-hmm. to that destination. So I use Google a lot more now because when I'm going somewhere new I haven't been before, that physical location is really important to me. And I, I looking at it on a map, relative to other hotels and let me say, okay, I could be half a mile closer, you know, walking distance, and it's only an extra 10 bucks. I can mm-hmm. make those kind of decisions there where I, there's nowhere else I can really make that kind of a decision. It's just convenient, useful.
2: Oh, I, I, I love their new layout. I think it's, I think it's fantastic.
1: Mm-hmm. And I mean, like people have always said, if, if you're looking for, you know, hotel information and reviews, you go to trip advisor, right?
0: But well, that's the brand, right? That's it's synonymous yeah. at this point. That's the only thing TripAdvisor has going for
2: it right now. Is it's it's the Kleenex of travel reviews. Yep. You know, so I we saw them. We saw them push that in their TV ads not too long ago, where they were saying, "Don't just search New York hotels; search TripAdvisor New York, something mm-hmm. like that." Yeah, it was along those lines, yeah. not that specifically, but yeah. they they were trying to force themselves into the conversation. Yeah,
0: which they didn't need to because it naturally <laughs> happened because they had a great experience that people gravitated towards. They weren't the only review site, but they were the best at providing value to the guest. They've lost sight of that. Mm-hmm. They're gonna. It's eroding the the value of their brand, mm-hmm. and they they it's it's gonna hurt them. And Google's yeah. coming hot on their tail.
1: Well, yeah. We look at the stats we reviewed at the beginning. You know what Google's market share of the internet is versus TripAdvisor. Right now, we looked at one particular property in Myrtle Beach, and TripAdvisor they had five thousand and twenty four reviews on that property. If you go to Google. They had two thousand three hundred reviews, so yes, TripAdvisor has more reviews. But if you look at the velocity that those reviews are coming in, they both had a couple dozen reviews in the past week.
2: Right, so That's they're the both thing.
1: they're both coming in at the same time. The fact that TripAdvisor has two thousand, three thousand more reviews from ten years ago is irrelevant.
2: Right,
0: people don't care about what someone reviewed in two thousand two for that property mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. it's it's no longer meaningful mm-hmm. and and you're exactly right if you look at the velocity of reviews today the recent reviews they are neck and neck if not in some cases google's got the edge to them
1: i, I haven't seen that but again in this case here TripAdvisor was still slightly ahead but neck and neck i think it, it's accurate. not
0: enough to make a difference at this True. point you know what i'm saying if you see you know 100 reviews in the last 12 months for a property that's a, that's a large enough sample size for you to make an, 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 mm-hmm. an intelligent decision at that yeah. point.
1: And when you read the most recent reviews, and they're all from a day, two days ago.
2: That's what I was just going to say. I mean, if you see 10 reviews, but they happen within the past month, I'm, I'm fine with believing yeah. that. Yeah. Exactly. So,
1: and, and the other thing to look at as well is the overall ranking for this particular property. On TripAdvisor, it was 4. On Google, it was 4.1. The only difference is, is, TripAdvisor just does it by dots, and Google's doing for and decimals. decimals. Yeah, but you can see that way. Okay, these reviews are equivalent. You know, this sample size of twenty three hundred and this sample size of fifty five thousand, they both came to the same conclusion. This is a four star property. So I mean, that from that perspective, TripAdvisor better figure out something because I can get my reviews before. I even see it eliminates the mm-hmm. need
0: to go to TripAdvisor, right? Because right? we used to TripAdvisor always historically how it got the foot in the in the market. Once people started realizing that b- reviews existed, was people would go and research. They'd use an OTA or, or local portal or DMO site or something to go and research the properties. Then they would go to the individual property websites and they determine, okay, yeah, this is somewhere I want to stay, but before I go book it and get my wife mad at me, or my husband mad at me, let me go check reviews to make sure I'm not making a, n- a numbskull mm-hmm. decision. Let me go back to Google and type in Breakers Resort Reviews. Mm-hmm. And what was always number one? TripAdvisor. Whenever you did anything reviews, because guess what? TripAdvisor had the best review site back then.
1: And that was all organic, too. I mean, there, there was a few ads. But back then when they were you know, the king of reviews that was free exposure for them it,
0: they they had the best product in the market just bore out
2: where they won you know? well, that's when we were talking about those stats where a user would visit like 16 sites or something like that before making their actual purchase decision i'm seeing that drop as we move into things like what with what google's doing there's no need to visit 16 different sites to get pricing to get reviews to get everything when when you have someone like Google, putting it all in one place, right there, right in front of you when you search mm-hmm. it. Yeah, you can visit one
0: site because you don't even need to go to the property website at this point. You can book right on Google.
1: Which brings up the point, you need to be responding to reviews on Google Yep. as well. It's not enough to say, okay, I'm going to go and respond to TripAdvisor reviews. At that same time, open up another tab on your browser and make sure you knock out the Google ones as well.
2: What's your next Battlefront, Pete? <gasps>
0: battlefront 3. Oh, that's my favorite of all the Battlefronts. Hotel Price Insights? No, I just the games. Oh, okay. I don't even know if there's a Battlefront 3. I'm just being funny.
2: I'm just thinking of Battlefield 3. Is Battlefront a different game? Star Wars Battlefront, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't play those.
0: Okay, yeah, there's just two of them. There's not a third. That's going to be my favorite.
1: All right, well, until then, Battlefront 3, <laughs> Hotel Price Index. or Maybe no, that's to, the name of it. Hotel Price
0: Insights. Star Wars Battlefront 3, Hotel, hotel price, price Index. Insights. Yeah. <laughs> so.
1: Anyway, so Google's been doing a whole bunch in the terms of price insights, of helping customers see the prices while they're shopping. And this was one of the big changes that they rolled out over the last month or so. They've been testing it for a while. But now, when you're going through the shopping process, on a map, you can see where the properties, will have what the rates are per property in your area. But you can also see if properties are more or less than they are typically. So think about the success that Google's had with Google Flights. They're doing the exact same thing with their Google Hotel Price Insights. Mm-hmm. So you're going to say, oh, wow, look, if I wait, I can book this hotel most likely for less. And we talked about this on a previous podcast where if you're the revenue manager, you need to factor that in because it kind of you know, pulls the curtain back from you know, the Wizard of Oz type Scenario where they can see what you're doing.
2: Pay no attention to the man behind the guard. Right. Yeah.
0: Like we say often, it, it, if you're a good rate manager, revenue manager, if you're a good marketer, tools like this are going to help you. If mm-hmm. you don't do a good job, this could be catastrophic. Because if you're the kind of property that doesn't do a good job yielding your rates up and getting enough inventory on the books that you don't have to panic near to the you know this weekend soft and. I'm going to have to dump rates all of a sudden on all these channels. If you're that kind of property, this is going to screw you because everyone is going to get visibility into that behavior and more and more of them are going to wait and it's going to exacerbate the problem and you're going to be get caught in this really bad, vicious downward spiral to where... Your bookings are not going to be on your books anywhere ahead of time. Everyone mm-hmm. is going to wait till well, last. We've minute. talked
2: about that. We've trained the guests to book later. Well, now you're training AI to book later. Right. So just training AI s- to tell everyone to yeah, book later, exactly. not just the savvy guests. Right.
1: Yeah, and then one thing to look at there as well is there's an article on Search Engine Land that came out in July that we reference in the 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 notes here for the for the podcast, but the price insights have not been seen widely yet. You know, we know that this being tested, you know, there's a lot of examples of people doing tests in Toronto, seeing where, you know, the rate's gonna be cheaper. But this is coming down the road and it's gonna change. I've
2: been everything. I've actually been seeing this. See, I haven't more seen lately. it at all. I have. I, I've I've seen it in the past couple of hotel searches I've done. And I I like it. I mean, I like what they have. Oh, from a customer's perspective. This is is great.
1: And Google's in a unique situation where they know they can serve the customer because they have so much revenue coming in from other places. And they have the pocketbook to say, I'm going to do what's best for the customer. And my advertisers are going to follow me. And it
2: it almost feels like for once that Google's practicing what they preach and making a good user experience out of this and following their own rules. And And I do appreciate that. Yeah, I mean, I it, almost exclusively now when I book flights, I I
0: start on Google, and if it's a trip I make frequently, like going back to England or something like that, I will set up alerts all the time within Google to tell me when the price changes, and and I wait. My booking when I book is is dictated more often than not now by Google. That's coming to hotels, and it's coming fast.
1: Okay. That takes us to Battlefront 4.
2: This one, I think, is your most important Battlefront.
1: The booking direct on Google Battlefront. Mm. So, this one is. This is your one stop shop. Yeah. So, we've always talked about how Google wants to extend itself farther into that conversion funnel. This is them being the conversion funnel.
0: Which, this is a new thing for Google, right? Because typically, if you look at every other vertical, They don't do this, so this this is an experiment with them, which which has huge, far-reaching ramifications. Because if you look at their shopping, you look at their flights, any other vertical flights
2: did do this. mm -mm.
0: No, you don't book on Google. You go out to the okay. Yeah, it's been a while since I've actually booked to American Airlines or whoever it is. Um, so like that, the Google isn't taking the credit card, but in this case, in book on Google, even a booking. Google is not the merchant of record, because you still, if you have refunds, stuff like that, you go to the property for it.
2: Google is taking the credit card, and that is a big, big, big difference. This is essentially TripAdvisor's instant book platform in Google. Yeah. I mean, they say you are booking with so-and-so, whether it be the official property site or you know Nagoda, Expedia, whoever, whoever you're booking through, they tell you that right out of the gate, but you are giving google the credit card information never lo- leave the google environment right
3: yeah you don't get you can you don't get lost in that uh the endless tabs or or screens yeah. I, I love it i love that they're doing that
0: exactly and yeah C- opening a new window especially yeah on mobile, you don't get where was really i tough. oh do yeah. i should
3: go back and they, they keep everything in front of you like yeah. the review the rate where it's located
0: yeah, what's interesting about this is is Google's being really slow to allow people onto this platform. Like we just got our golden ticket to do the development, but a lot of people I know are not being allowed to do this. Yeah, they're, they're there's there's a told long long waiting list for it, right? Which when when TripAdvisor tried to do instant booking and and still do, but I would say they they reduced its focus significantly. They made a lot of mistakes. Right? And mm-hmm. and one of the biggest ones was the friction between the integration partners. And we still see that with, with TripAdvisor today, which I, we'll talk about a little more in a minute on the show notes. But if, if Google can accelerate the integration partners on this one, I mean, it could be lights out.
1: Mm-hmm. The other thing to consider here as well is, initially, Google rolled this out back in 2015. I was looking just kind of through... You know, my, my past notes, and there was a T News article from two fift 2015 about Google initially testing this. So it's not a new thing. They've been working on it slowly and quietly in the background while these other items were going on. So what we're seeing now is kind of everything's coming together, and the demogorgon is forming. But Yeah, and they're locking built people down in
0: some pretty strict NDAs, too, as they're doing development on this stuff.
1: Mm-hmm. People are very quiet about it. It's kind of concerning though if you're a hotel with the booking direct on Google because one, you, you are getting that customer's information, but they are now out of your conversion funnel. So things like additional services, you know, how you'll follow back up the with upsells, them. Yeah. Right.
0: Well, I think you've got to have Packaging. the right process, right? And treat them a little differently than people come through. It it is still a direct channel in that you're you're getting them, you're getting their email address. You just have to have a different kind of drip funnel once they've booked. You know, your pre-arrival messaging needs to be catered to this audience versus someone that came through your website to book.
1: So how does the pricing work for this? You got your GHA, which we know how you know that pricing model works. If you use the I think they call it the uh, the room booking module mm-hmm. is the, the platform that Google's rolling out for providers to to actually allow for the booking. Is that on a commission basis, or is that yeah? Just it's cost per action. It's just all cost per action. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. The other the other one is is cost per click, but it's modifiers, right? So you can it, you can change the amount you click you pay per click based on what's being searched. So the length of stay, the ADR, mm-hmm. stuff like that. You can it can be an actual percentage if you want, whatever the the click is. This is CPA.
1: Okay. Got it. For so. now.
0: For now. I'll yeah, I mean, they'll with experiment it. with that, right? They're all about maximizing revenue. And when we really think about it, you know, a, a lot of... Google's going to have this interesting shift they're going to have to do. If, if if what we're predicting here is, is it accurate, we're talking about they've got to replace billions of dollars in annual revenue from the OTAs, right? They've got to replace that with the direct hotel revenue. So that's that's... That's going to be a tough little shell game that they're going to have to play because they they can't switch one off and switch the other one off on at exactly the same time. So they've got to kind of wind one down as they raise mm-hmm. the other one and there's going to be a backlash to that. You know, there's going to be casualties to that. At some point the OTAs might just say, "Screw it, you know, we're going to have to cut our losses because it's it's heading towards this anyway." Yeah, but they're hooked anyway. on the
1: Google drug. it's going to be hard for them to do.
0: But think about it right now, sure. okay? So if 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 I put my meta rates on TripAdvisor right then TripAdvisor buys an ad on GHA okay the consumer comes and searches GHA clicks on the TripAdvisor ad goes to TripAdvisor then clicks on the meta search the TripConnect ad to my hotel website and then books right and let's assume worst case scenario maybe you've got a a crappy booking engine that charges you a, a transaction fee for for that, potentially, some people do. Look at all the people that have money, their hand's in that pie, right? So you got Google's getting paid, TripAdvisor's getting paid, the booking engine provider might be getting paid. It's like multiple in, intermediaries that, that aren't necessary. If it's just Google, and that booking is transacted through Google, they're the only one that gets paid. So they can they can jack that rate a lot, and you're still happy with that because you're ultimately going to be paying less, than you were, and
2: they're gonna make more money. Mm-hmm. I'm wondering how that affects their overall PPC strategy because I know Google's still getting boatloads of money just out of out of PPC ads alone, especially from the OTAs and TripAdvisor. Yeah, and where do you? where do you backfill that revenues. revenue, yeah. right? If, if
1: you're the OTAs, if you're Booking Holding or Expedia or TripAdvisor, you could put your foot down and you could pull out of google
0: but you can't do that
1: today. It, it'll be huge but it will you google can't because you've got public investment
0: right yeah. your, your publicly traded companies n- the investors would call for the ceo's head if True. they did that today they yeah. can't they they're they are hostage to google this oh
1: no, it's a complete catch-22 that's what they would have to do to stop google from kind of pursuing this direction. but they'd have
0: to all do it at the same time and which start their own search do. engine yeah right which is impossible so that. It's this kind of frenemy situation right now where they're all they're all kind of reliant on each other. The OTAs can't succeed unless Google drives traffic to them. Mm-hmm. Google can't succeed unless the OTAs pays them revenue. But ultimately, Google knows that if they disintermediate these third parties, they'll get more revenue direct from the hotelier. Mm-hmm. The hotelier will end up paying less money. It's win-win for the hotelier and Google, but how do they get there? Because both
2: of them are relying on the OTA drug yeah. at this point. Well, I mean, OTAs are they're having to pay twice and I think that'll mm-hmm. continue to happen more and more often. Yeah.
1: And, and don't forget that Google's been working on building Book Direct since 2015. So, it's going to be one of those things where it happened overnight after being worked on for years. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're slowly doing this and you know, they'll get one guest Maybe another guess, but at some point it's going to be what happened.
0: They'll
2: hit a tipping point, right. and it's going to be the the majority. it'll turn into what Google Flights is. I mean, that's where I would say most people book through.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't seen stats on it, but I, I would assume just because yep. it's a great interface. But you know, a lot of the OTAs, it's slightly different because the the ecosystem isn't so codependent. You know, the the flight one, the flight the flight flight revenue on OTAs. You know. Wasn't then going through Google, yeah, you know, right. mm-hmm. through you're Google. Right. So, yep. I know it's it's a big, weird, tangled mess. But ultimately, I think Google has a lot of control if they play it slowly the way they are. Yeah, you know, they they're in control of what happens.
1: Well, they're also going you know, beyond that, and just like with Google Flights, you can set alerts for travel, so you can get an email saying, "Hey, that trip you're playing to New York City, you know, here are these hotels." You know, so they're able to do kind of what a lot of the OTAs can't necessarily do or haven't been able to do is get that person back into the funnel throughout that shopping process.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think the one question mark I have about whether or not this can be successful is, can Google ch- become, in the consumer's mind, the place where they're purchasing stuff? Because then they're, they're still not today. You know, Google Flights is a tool to get me to American Airlines or to Delta, right? It's not, I'm not transacting with Google. Unless Google you're sho- one of the Google billions. Shopping is, is a conduit to get to a store where I'm going to buy stuff.
1: Unless you're one of the billions of people with an Android device and have Google Pay you know, already set up on your phone. Yeah,
0: maybe. I don't know.
1: I mean, that's what seems so, because we always talk about the, the conversion funnel having these roadblocks in them. You know, obviously making a choice of two book then choosing the room to book, then reviews. But that last one is pulling out your credit card.
0: The, the payment friction, yeah. Right,
1: If you can eliminate that, and Google has, and just like Apple Pay, if you just hold your thumb over mm-hmm. the button, it's paid and you're done. I mean, they've eliminated the, the credit card mm-hmm. hurdle. So I, I, I don't know that everyone's going to ever, ever see Google as the place I go to buy stuff like they do with Amazon, but they're not going to think twice about oh, my trip was paid for. I don't care who I purchased it through. I know I'm staying at this hotel in the state. And the first few customers who go do it and everything works out great and it was easier for them, I mean, those are the first movers who are taking the risk. But beyond that, it's just going to be, hey, let's go to such and, such and such hotel. You hold your thumb there and yeah, you're done.
0: Yeah. it. I mean, I, I think Google's going to win this battle one booking at a time. Yep. And that one booking turns into a loyal consumer who's going to consume multiple bookings over their lifetime.
1: But there's more. There's another, another battlefront. But wait, there's what? more. What? But wait, there's Battlefront 5. Google steadily improving hotel-centric advertising opportunities.
2: <laughs> You're the Billy Maze of Battlefronts over here.
1: <laughs> bum, bum, bum.
0: Alright, so unpack that one for me.
1: Alright, so years ago, if you wanted to advertise, you would run PPC ads.
0: That like was Google, the, Google AdWords search
1: ads. That was the end of the story. Hmm. And then on Phil and Brittany, if you want to tell us about what's happening now. There's like a thousand different oh. ways that you can advertise at your hotel.
2: And, and I mean, just, yes, there's, there's a bunch of different options. Google specific options that you can use to advertise for your hotel. But it is not just a simple text ad anymore. I mean, we talked about it earlier. Google Hotel Ads is a major player in the game. That takes up a a huge majority, or I shouldn't say majority, but a huge space in a search result page. So you definitely want to be competing in that game. Um, And they offer things like call-outs on there, so you can kind of put in some amenity-type information or basically a selling point um, within your GHA ads. So Google Hotel Ads is just one, one piece, but then even when you jump back into... AdWords experience, which is now Google ads. Yeah, you still have search ads. That's still a major part of the game with Google. But there's also display ads, um, Gmail ads. You're going to end up right in someone's inbox through, through Gmail ads. And you can target different audiences, affinity audiences, in-market audiences, anything with, with those Gmail ads. Um, YouTube video ads, I mean, pre-roll ads, things like that. That that's something that's so underutilized today, and, and you know, very much is, especially and, and
0: underpriced too. It's it's you know how we we talk on the show a lot about arbitrage and the getting in early and and things being undervalued until everyone gets in and it hits critical mass. I think we've seen Facebook the arbitrage period is over now. That that's kind of normalized. It's it's value and it can still work, but it's not cheap like it used to be. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of on par with other stuff. I think YouTube video ads to me are still really underpriced and and you can get a lot
2: of value out of those. If, if you do it correctly, completely agree with that. Um, they're, they're really cheap. And if you have a great video that speaks to your audience specifically, um, 30 to 15 seconds of, let me explain why you should stay at my hotel. Um, that's, that's all you need. And that's a great cheap way for brand awareness, especially if you're an independent, that's huge. Definitely try some video ads. Um, and then just a couple other within the Google Ads platform call ads someone can click to call and we know still a lot of bookings for hotels happen over the phone that's one way to get someone hopefully into your call center and not to your front desk call back to a previous episode (laughs) and uh, lastly the the uh, last note we have here is app promotion ads if your hotel has an app you can promote it right there and have people have people download your app Right from right from the Google search result, mm-hmm. but there's I mean there's there's Google wants you to give them money, and they have lots of ways you can do it. <laughs> yeah, yep. it's really easy to give Google money, but yeah. to be fair, they are probably they are the most used search engine, and we know all search all you know pretty much all hotel stays start with a Google search. Right, ninety plus percent. Mm-hmm. So you got to play their game.
1: Yep. And the OTAs, TripAdvisor are playing that game as well. They're advertising in those spaces, but it's still a great opportunity for hotels to go in there as well and capitalize on the one thing that they actually do have that the OTAs don't, which is your actual property. Because the OTAs, TripAdvisor, they're the ones that are going to suffer. If you play your cards right, you advertise effectively, whatever happens between the Demogorgon and the OTAs, it's only going to benefit you because it's going to drive more Guest to your property.
0: Yeah, it's hard for me to think about how how are TripAdvisor, Expedia, how are they making money right now doing those buys? Because well, we know what the ROIs are, right? right. It's going to be tough. It's got to be marginal at best. Because if, say, they're getting a six to one return from GHA, it's minimal in that right? pocket, Yeah. So and, and then they're getting, like in Trip, TripAdvisor's case, 12, 15%. That math is really marginal. They they they're not making a ton of profit on that kind of return. No,
2: when well, they're it. also
1: bidding on very top line keywords that are freaking expensive.
2: It's the Sam's Club, Adwords, Costco, yeah, on Google yeah. Ads, yeah. It's the Sam's Club, Costco model—just sell it in bulk.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think that's what they're trying to do, right? Is get the volume to to make it make sense, and they're not looking at a single transaction as the the necessary the ROI, but lifetime value things like that. But still, it's it's questionable, and and ultimately not good for the hotel right because who's who's ultimately fit footing the bill it's the hotel these these margins for all this advertising is coming out of the profitability mm-hmm. of the hotel in the form of ota commissions or meta search click cost or whatever it is
1: absolutely battlefront six.
0: six 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 six
1: six this is actually ties into the app promotions that phil just talked about google trips is continuing to improve. And raise your hand if you're driving if you've forgotten about Google Trips.
0: I, I had forgotten until you started doing these notes. I downloaded it when it first came out and played around with it and
2: was like, meh, right. this isn't that useful. I liked it. I liked it for, uh, I had a long, week-long trip where we were stopping a bunch of places we didn't, we didn't know. I really liked how they had just basic information all in one stop. I know people have forgot about, forgotten about it. It's not as useful as it could be. It will continue to get better, but I I did like it right out of the gate. Yeah, yeah. and it, I looked. I downloaded it again after you started doing these notes.
0: It has improved a ton. Oh yeah, a ton. And I think it is gonna. It, I think it's it's easy to dismiss something like that that came out with a lot of you know had a lot of focus when it first came out got a lot of media buzz and then just kind of fizzled. So people like they just write it off, but I, I think it's risky. With the exception of Google mm-hmm. Plus, I think it's risky to ever write Google off on anything.
1: Yeah, and uh, well, Google granted, Wave. Yeah, you have Google Glass. <laughs> right, there's a couple. You have Google there's Wave. Couple. You have Google Plus. Right. You have but what <laughs> happens,
0: right? So you look at something like Wave as an
2: example. Yeah. That turned into Drive basically
0: well some of it went into drive but some of it also went into Gmail right yeah. so I think that what they do is they learn they take the from good it ideas. and they take the good
1: parts and they roll it into other things so if you're one of the 1.4 billion people who use Gmail and you have Google trips it sees what's in your email and Automatically adds those trips. That's what I loved
2: about it. It was mm-hmm. fantastic in the sense that yeah, yeah. it brings over a, a confirmation number, so that's right in my hand. Mm-hmm. Oh, but here's also things to do in this place you're not yeah. familiar with. Like,
1: Unless you that? work in the hotel industry and you test booking engines, then <laughs> then Google Trips does not know what you're doing. It's like, oh, <laughs> you're supposed to be here. You're supposed to be going here. You're supposed to be going here. It's like, no, no, no I was just check, testing confirmation. So you're emails. in
2: Scottsdale and Fort Lauderdale on yes. the same day? I'm just testing <laughs> confirmation emails.
1: But Google doesn't know that. But no, I think they've made so many changes. They pushed a big update out on July 30th of this year, which included more notes, better mapping capabilities, and a lot of different things along those lines. But one of the most important things to remember is it's, it's a full cycle. Google knows that if they can get this app to be where it needs to be, you'll never even touch a browser, theoretically.
0: Prediction the booking capabilities of gha will be rolled into google trips cuz right now it's not a booking app Mm-mm. right it's a it's a planning app but you can't actually transact in it wait I don't
2: till, believe can wait, wait till they start drawing in even more than just hotels when you can reserve a table when you know when you can do uh a book a shuttle or something along those it's lines, coming. lines through it. it's, oh, it's coming it's absolutely coming yeah
1: i mean cuz you have you have uber and Google, who are not competitors.
2: Not they, yet, Pete.
1: Well, well, not yet. But I think that, that's <laughs> Google's farther Google's automated
2: off. cars <laughs> won't yeah. be too long. Ludge out. But it,
1: it's, it's farther down the road. I mean, for Definitely. me, and, and there's a lot of people who have complaints that I can't add my Airbnb vacation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something I think Google needs to work on. But their customers, and they have over 500,000 Android downloads, plus whatever iOS downloads that they have that iOS doesn't tell you about. But those people are all sharing their feedback saying, we want this, we want this, we want this. They'll get to where it needs to be. Indeedy. So that's Battlefront 6.
0: Do we have a 7th Battlefront? There is seven, a
1: 7th seven, seven, Battlefront. Seven. And, Stuart, is it okay if I use a Napoleon quote? Yes. Okay. Never interfere with your enemy when, he's in, when he is making a mistake. So that leads us into Number 7 which is...
0: Can you, tri- uh, well, can you do that in the voice of Napoleon? No, actually. Get your French cat voice uh, out right uh, now. French
1: cat. Never interrupt your enemy when he is making a mistake. <laughs> is that horrible? That's I don't perfect. know what Napoleon sounded like. That's exactly like that. <laughs> it's it just like Napoleon. Yeah. But anyway, TripAdvisor really screwing up. They are completely alienating their advertisers, and they're offering less and less to consumers.
2: Now, we mentioned this earlier. Um, it's just becoming increasingly hard to work with TripAdvisor support um constantly seeing problems with them and uh, their their advertising platforms are seemingly broke th- yeah they're broken is it
1: easier to advertise on gha or is it easier to advertise on uh instant book or whatever one you want to choose from TripAdvisor?
2: well i'm not going to say that gha doesn't have its, issue, its issues it mm-hmm. does but I which find, is easier. I find it easier to work with GHA. Once
0: it's up, right? Because GHA is the barrier to entry. It can be tough. You got to mm-hmm. get. If you're an average hotel, you have got to find a you know authorized partner that already has the connection and, you and set, set it up, up can take I, a while. Have you set
1: up Tripadvisor for a yeah. new hotel? It's oh tough. God. Pain in the ass. Yeah,
0: it is. And and the, the problem Tripadvisor has is they're so siloed as an organization. Like no, the, none of the different revenue pieces communicate with each other and and getting a response is it's it's almost impossible when you do get a response it's not a it's not a useful response a lot of times
2: right and but i mean again we've had we've had our issues with gha support as well um but Tripadvisor has been a nightmare when it comes to something simple hey you know this obviously shouldn't be this way mm-hmm. but i have to wait two weeks for a response If you get one. If I get a response at all. But the
1: thing is with GHA is GHA was a pain when it was launching, getting them to show the proper rates, getting it to show it all. And even now we still have a big problem getting them to show the rate in a volume enough to make it worth us investing our clients' money in it. Yeah, know, I think so with, with their, what
2: they're really intending, I mean, they're they're playing a similar game to you see you see Tripadvisor playing. I mean, Tripadvisor kind of makes it a little easier for the the independent to that barrier to entry is a little smaller. Yeah, but how they treat the independent versus a GHA like Tripadvisor, D- the OTA, Tripadvisor and the OTA does do a little bit better job right now. Um, GHA I still feel is more geared towards of. Um, a, a, flag or or something like a uh, no like major OTA I, I feel like the, the the bigger large large budgets um, that are they can silo off that's that's kind of who they cater to more so than
1: oh it's it's super hard for us to get a hotel at the top of a GHA listing because booking.com is going to be there and dethroning them has just been mm-hmm. a it's been it's insurmountable. It's, yeah. hard, it's,
2: hard hard it's hard to get that it's done. It's a deep unless, partnership. Unless we, a, for sure. unless we have a massive budget, it's it's really hard to, yeah. to dethrone them. Mm-hmm. But
0: going back to, to TripAdvisor and their mistakes, what I'm noticing with some of my clients is stuff just stops working all of a sudden. Oh. And then it takes forever to get it resolved. You know, it, If you can even get someone to acknowledge that it, it went wrong. So I've got clients that just, that they screw it. Let's not even mess with it anymore because it's taking so much energy to try to get it right and it's not enough volume to really care about in some cases they're like just just take that tripadvisor budget and go spend it on gha or go spend mm-hmm. it on adwords yeah. i'm all for that so and I mean, that's
1: why i think when gha can work with independents to grow the volume tripadvisor is going to be in a huge
0: yeah gha huge well
2: problem. gha they're making the right strides they're rolling that platform into the google ads interface Eventually, it was Mm -hmm. not there yet, but I mean, that's where we're all seeing it going. Mm -hmm. Once that is an easy to manage platform that anyone can, there's no barrier to entry game over that. Cause you
1: don't have to say, Oh, you want to do that? Well, why don't you go ahead and pay 10 to Mm $30,000 for your business listing Uh, that goes out the window. Now it's just, you're paying on a cost per click basis or a cost per action basis. Right. And it's it's doable.
2: Well, it's
0: not an investment at that point, especially when it's a cost per action. Yeah. People are going to look at it like an OTA. It's mm-hmm. it's not an investment. It's you know performance based versus right. if you're paying cost per click, that comes out of marketing budget. When it's a percentage of the uh, percentage of the revenue, it doesn't often come out of the marketing budget.
1: And if you're used to paying, you know, twenty thirty percent to an OTA, well, then if I pay it to Google, who cares?
0: Right. Indeed. So those are those are those the seven.
1: Those are the seven real battlefronts that I see. That if the OTAs and Tripadvisor do not change their strategy and become a more valuable partner to a guest and to the hotelier, that the Google Demogorgon will take over the world. I like how you
0: say that, like with some the real. G- that's
1: that was Gusto that you heard.
0: Was that Gusto? That was Gusto. Oh, nice. I like Gusto. <laughs> <laughs> Is that your alter ego? It is that is. what you gusto, call yourself? Yes.
1: That's my superhero.
0: <laughs> <laughs> By day he's mild man at Pete Mayo At night he turns into Gusto.
1: Well see now What's your superpower? I, uh I guess being <laughs> Wind. Wind. It could be wind. Or the it gust. could be. Oh, I, mean, oh, oh, I got oh, you. Yeah. Oh, gusto. Never mind. I get it. Yeah, right. not, not a lot of wind though, just a gentle breeze. <laughs> <laughs> I'll mess up the papers on your no, table. No, Pete
2: by day is a gentle breeze. Pete by night is gusto.
0: <laughs> nice. So, anyway, we got All some... So, a lot of information here, right? A kind lot of it. Uh, and kind of scary, because it's demagoguing. But what can people do about that, Pete?
1: A lot of things you can do. If you... We know where the battlefront is going to be, and it's going to be on the Google SERP and within the Google platform. So knowing that, if we kind of look at it, we can see several things that we want to do. The very first one, episode 91, listen to it because you need to make sure that your Google My Business listing and check out your Bing while you're at it too is fully optimized and you're taking full advantage of those platforms.
0: Yeah, yeah. Jeremy did the notes for that one. It was really good and um, very comprehensive. Well done.
2: done. A A lot of good takeaways from that one. Um, next you want to work with your agency to make sure you're pushing your traditional PPC to its limits for sure and and I
0: think what often happens with advertising is people start looking at new things right and they they lose focus of the fundamentals in and PPC Google ads is one of those there's so much has changed on the Google ads platform in the last year or two that people aren't taking advantage of just look at all the, like the site links or the callouts and things like that that you should have optimized that people don't use on, on a regular basis. Half the time, when we get a new client
2: and we get to look at what they've been doing, they're not taking advantage of half of those things. Yeah, we see we see a lot of uh, set it and forget it type of strategies. When I mean, hell, go in and check out your promotion extensions, your price extensions, like the, the things that we see. I mean, constantly when we take over accounts, they're not utilizing mm-hmm. site links, especially call, you know, call to book type of things.
1: You can push your, co- your competitors down the SERP by fully utilizing your PPC list. Yeah,
2: take way more real
0: estate yep. on that search <clears throat> engine results page. And guess what? The bigger footprint your ad has, that is still above Google Hotel ads, right? So the more chance you have of someone clicking there versus coming down. Seeing so your you competitors, can pay Google
1: sooner to prevent having to pay them <laughs> later.
2: Yes. So. You're What's gonna pay them. <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: we're gonna review your GHA campaign and make sure you're fully utilizing the platform.
2: And that, that essentially will at, at this point comes down to budget. So you know as much budget as you have, push into that platform so long as you're making a, a good a ROI. Good, yeah. good ROI. So it, you know what we've seen is very acceptable and sometimes exceptional ROI on the platform. It's going to take over more than you think. I mean, we talked about it for this entire episode. Participate in Google Hotel ads as much as you possibly can because you know the OTAs are going to.
1: Mm-hmm. So, and you know, I mean, right now, I think Google's lagging behind TripAdvisor in reviews, but not by much. I mean, we talked about 2,300 reviews versus 5,000 reviews for one pro- property in particular, but the velocity is the same. So I think from a hotelier perspective, you have to have a plan for managing your Google reviews and maximizing your Google reviews. Managing
2: your Google reviews is definitely important, Pete. Yeah. I mean, go ahead, go read your Google reviews, click on your business listing and see what people are saying about you. That's, it's, it's extremely important.
0: Yeah, that helps you improve your operations, right? If, people, if you know what the, the, have your finger on the pulse of the guest sentiment, you can improve the service next time they come and respond to stuff that you can and and go out there and, and control the conversation so that the consumer's not controlling it.
2: It's also really important to encourage reviews on Google. I mean, I, I don't know about you guys, but most people who tell me to review say review on TripAdvisor. Right. Well, as we see Google taking up more and more of, of this... The ecosystem. The right. ecosystem that we're talking about here in booking hotels, you want those reviews on Google.
1: You know, that's a good point, Phil, because in, in looking at that one property that we use as an example here... They did have slightly more reviews on TripAdvisor. But
0: that's where they're sending people. But
1: that's where they're sending people. But also you have to think, well, maybe TripAdvisor reviews are somewhat taking care of themselves. Instead of doing that, send them to Google, push them to Google. Because in the future, that's where it's going to Yeah, most matter. of my
0: clients now, I recommend promoting Google in front of TripAdvisor. Yeah. Because again, it's, uh, the, it's,
2: it's the first thing people see, right? Mm-hmm. That's, that's the star rating that goes along with your hotel. Say that someone searches your brand name. That's what they're seeing within your your Mm -hmm. business. and your TripAdvisor And
1: and there's something to consider too is everybody who visits TripAdvisor to read reviews does not necessarily have a TripAdvisor account. Mm -hmm. And you can't necessarily just go post reviews without providing some type of personal validation of Mm -hmm. who you are.
2: Many more Gmail users. Right.
1: Just going back to the stat of the week, you have more Gmail people that you can target than TripAdvisor. And,
0: and, And I really think that If Google continues the trajectory at becoming a a source of quality reviews, it it negates the need for TripAdvisor. Even though TripAdvisor has the brand right now, that's what they have going for them. They continue to screw up the user interface, and Google continues to improve the user interface. There's no need for TripAdvisor in this ecosystem anymore. It becomes completely obsolete. And that'll happen faster than you, you think it will.
3: Yeah, and then lastly, just review your budget for 2019 and make sure you're positioning your efforts to take advantage of Google's push into the hotel space.
0: Yeah, you should have a big chunk of your budget, Well, probably the biggest line item in your marketing budget of who you're paying should be Google at this Mm -hmm. point. And when you look at all those channels we talked about, including YouTube, including Google Hotel Ads, including Google Search Ads, Display Ads all those things. You should probably be playing. paying Google as a single vendor more than any other channel.
2: Yeah, we rifled through a list of their hotel options, and that wasn't even comprehensive. That was the top of the line which yep. you need to be doing. So, hey, if you need help, guess who you should call? Yeah, so if, if you're someone that dabbles
0: in the stock market, I think I would much rather invest in Alphabet at this point than I would in TripAdvisor.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I hopefully at this point, TripAdvisor is going out really trying to find someone to buy them. I kind of felt like that was going to be their plan long-term, and they need to get with Facebook and say, hey, buy us. Now, Windows like, closing fast, I
0: know. you know, because they, they, I, I, I would say they peaked. You yeah, know, they peaked, I, it, I think they they peaked they've a got, year and a half ago. They've, got an, they've probably got another pivot inside them, but I don't know <clears> if it's going to be an effective pivot. They pivoted <clears throat> a ton in the past.
1: Now, one thing that is nice about TripAdvisor is it's not Google. Because that's one thing we haven't discussed at all is all of a sudden, if, if TripAdvisor goes away and the OTAs become less effective, you are completely beholden to Google.
2: I'm not complaining. I'm honestly not. Know, Trip could go away. TripAdvisor could go away tomorrow. And am I affected? No. You I will be your
1: PPC rates go through the roof because they're not getting the revenue from TripAdvisor anymore.
0: Right. Yeah. So True. if Google goes away and the OTAs go away and you're so- – so reliant
2: on one entity—that's not a—that's not a, a healthy Am I situation. am I paying more, Pete, or is TripAdvisor driving up my rates as is?
1: I believe that Google has a nut They're, they're going to change. They, they have a nut that they're going to make, and uh, they're squeezing it from TripAdvisor, or they're going to squeeze it from you. And right now, TripAdvisor has more
0: they, squeeze. Based from. on
2: their current model, if TripAdvisor goes away, I'm going to probably be paying less. But I think it, in, is... in
0: in general, I think we all agree that a diverse distribution environment is better for the hotel, right? Have, having multiple places that send me revenue gives me as a hotelier more control over my distribution strategy than if I'm relying 80% on a single channel.
1: I recommend Foursquare to everybody. <laughs> Foursquare? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that, is that the there. cornerstone of your 2019 is, yeah. marketing campaign? Focus on
0: Foursquare. You know, I'm starting to work on a a, a, a marketing <laughs> trends for 2019 kind of thing. Yeah. And I might put Foursquare on that you list. You absolutely should. Yeah. I'm walking out the door. <laughs> because Foursquare is telling you to go somewhere cool? Yeah. Is yeah. that why yeah. you're yeah. walking out the door? I need to go uh, You need to be the mayor
2: at your gym. Yeah. <laughs> is that why? Uh, so, how's your MySpace page doing, Pete? Oh, that's
1: great. Am I <laughs> in my, your top my eight? My band
2: is blowing up, dude. Am I in your top eight? So
1: anyway that's why I think Google is becoming a hotel marketing demogorgon. I think you're probably right. Mm. And I think that I'm ready for season 3 of Stranger Things to come out.
2: Now yeah, we're thoroughly in the Upside Down right now. Yeah. We are for sure. So
0: yeah, you have it. We think Google is on the verge of becoming unstoppable if they're not already there. So just just be aware of that. Follow those takeaways that we went through at the end, especially the I think Google my business. So a lot of people aren't optimizing that mm-hmm. and it's becoming critically, critically, critically important. So definitely do that. Hey, so uh, that was episode 99 in the bag. That's it. We got. Do you want to keep going with this
1: podcast in general? Just keep like, doing 99 episode every... No, episode?
0: like do you want this to be the last episode or should we do another one? Let's do another one. Okay. Should so, we leave hey, it out for a vote?
1: We'll, we'll call it episode
0: 100. That's a good, good naming convention. We'll do that. <laughs> uh, so let's do that on November 30th, 2018. Probably around one PM, we talk, I talked today. I was on the this week in hospitality digital marketing video show, which they broadcast at eleven thirty AM Eastern time every week on YouTube and Facebook. It's it's run by Lauren Gray, but it's got some great you know industry gurus on there, like Ed St. Onge from Flip Two, Robert Cole from Rock Cheetah, Tim Peter, and uh, Holly Zobas on there sometimes. There's a bunch of folks that kind of come in and out. But we're going to do a kind of handoff at some point during that show. So we might, the Fueligans are going to make an appearance on their show earlier in the day. And then we're going to go over to our live stream once they finish around 1 p.m.-ish Eastern time on November 30th. So put that on your calendar. Mark it down. Again, if you want to submit questions, it is going to be a live show. So we're going to do Ask Me Anything. You can submit any kind of hotel marketing-related questions, B related questions, bee related questions. Phil, what kind of questions are you gonna field? Beer related
2: questions? Beer-related questions, hockey-related questions, hockey. um Brittany,
0: you have any specialized subjects?
3: Um I don't know. Never really thought about it.
0: There's nothing that you're you're kind of a general knowledge knowledge guru. You run public trivia nights yeah. and stuff. Yeah, right? so I know I know a lot of you know random all things. facts. Okay. So random facts random to Brittany, facts. Star Wars to me uh melissa's going to be on there we're going to try to squeeze people in so we'll Mm -hmm. see if we can get everyone on there but uh yeah november 30th around 1 p.m eastern time if you'll ask me anything submit your questions to at fuel travel on twitter or info at fuel travel.com is the
1: email address and pete is there any b news no b news we're heading into winter so I've already contacted or I've already found out who I need to reach out to for getting new hives. I
0: feel like you've spring. been teasing us about a yeah. new hive for quite some time. We're going to have to stop asking it, it's gonna,
1: Yeah, there's really nothing to talk about He's because all the bees are dead until I can get new bees and that can't happen until spring.
0: What's the anniversary of the, of the
1: genocide that was? <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. The museum is still being built, but I think it was probably three months ago. Really? I feel like it was longer than that. It's whatever when we posted that crazy picture yeah, on the I remember the crazy notes. picture, but
0: okay. So it was kind of in the summertime. I thought it was more like spring. Yeah. It was
1: late spring, early summer. Okay.
0: Because it was, yeah, okay. Because you didn't, you, it's because you fed them sugary <laughs> water season. during the Yeah, I was trying to During <laughs> the winter. <laughs> All right. We're going to have to stop asking you about bees. Yeah. Just, how about you just let us know, when the, I'll bee, let you know when, when the bees are back?
1: Yeah, that'll be exciting then. It'll be bees. Buzzworthy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll have them shipped to the office.
3: <laughs>
0: nice. All
1: right. Well, Pete, if they want to find out how not to murder bees, they could. Sh- they should visit me on or reach out to me on uh, Twitter. Yeah, where at? At P-D-M-A-O, P-D-I-M-A-I-O.
0: Okay. And Brittany, where can they find you?
3: At Brittany Adair. That's it. <laughs>
1: okay. How would one spell that last
2: word?
3: Uh, A-D-A-I-R-E
2: and phil you can reach me on twitter at p p f-o-r-i-s-k-a you can reach me
0: at Stuart butler you can reach us again collectively at fuel travel or info at fueltravel.com. you can get the notes to this episode and uh pete you have a nice blog post that we'll link to from the show notes mm-hmm. as well at fueltravelcom slash podcast click on episode 99 and until next time and next time will be the live show You have been listening to the Fuel Hotel Marketing Podcast. Are they
1: numbered? They're not numbered. (coughs) No, they're not.
0: What is wrong with you?
1: You can't do a list unless it's numbered. It's not a list, though. It's a discussion. Oh, there are six things to discuss, but it's not a list. It's a list. Demi Gordon, leg one. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know what to call it. How many legs do they (coughs) have? Six. No, no, not too. <laughs> uh...